We pick back up with ship's engineer, Dewa, their planet side on Konosh, and they've just sailed down the river of blood. They arrive at the tree loft community that's hidden just past the river bend. They reconnect with their foster community that found them and nurtured them and raised them once they were sent down the river of blood. Dewa also partakes in a river ceremony in which they ask for spiritual guidance. They receive a clear message. The only way out is through. Back on the IKS Borku, the crew now ships off, having visited who they were going to visit on Konosh. Edaj swims with her battle shrimp and sends some messages to her long lost love, Nivek. Omek partakes in some meditation with some comic art. And Ra'amyan, having been tipped off that there may be secret durases among the senior staff, does some research. He rules out everyone who has a solid timeline of their background, all but one, Dua. Ra'amyan and Dua meet up in the hallway and then decide to take their conversation to the interrogation room, where Ra'amyan lays his cards out on the table. He presents Dua with the information that Dua does not appear in Riek's backstory the way that Dua has presented themselves to be. And Dua finally confesses about their secret past as a Duras. They are forthcoming with Ra'amyan, saying that they do not pledge allegiance to the Duras. It is only by birth that they were Duras. Ra'amyan counsels them and says that it's best to get ahead of this news before others find out about it. After this very important meeting, the entire crew, minus Edaj, meets up in the dining area. Edaj later joins. She wants to make sure her crew isn't plotting against her. And finally, Ra'amyan receives an encrypted message from Counselor Ra'al, his contact on the High Council, saying that she has a contact on the planet Vorseth where they're headed that she'd like him to meet, someone named Tereth. And back in her quarters, Edaj also receives an encrypted message, this one from General Ronar, with specific instructions that they are to arrive at the planet Borseth, assess the situation, and assist the Klingons who are present. Tune in to the next episode of Blood of the Void, starting now. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Blood of the Void, our monthly Klingon adventure in the Modifius 2D20 systems. I'm Elisa Pearl, your game master for the evening, and we have a very special guest tonight. Quincy! Um, Yay! <laughs> yes, yes! You know, we never introduce our cast, and I want to start doing that. So um, we'll start with our special guest tonight. Um, Eric Campbell, please tell us... Uh, who you're playing tell us the name of your playing and not too much because we're gonna find out mm -hmm. so uh what are you doing in the world these days uh i'm at 16-bit eric across all the interwebs um these days when i'm not running clear skies i'm doing games over at sword and scroll or of course you can catch me on sundays at uh luke gygax's channel on uh, gary Khan live uh playing guy Ga uh, gax pack at 1 p.m uh pacific time but uh yeah uh and today I am playing, I don't know what, the name you're seeing on stream, uh, on screen is Dakot. Yes. Yeah. 
So that is that is who I am playing today. Indeed. Yes. Uh, great. Thank you very much. Yeah. And um, yeah, let's actually go ahead and introduce our cast. New tradition. Uh, I want the people to know who you are. So starting from the top left corner, uh, Aki, please tell us who you're playing and what you're doing in the world. Yo, I'm Aki. Uh, I am playing Lieutenant Dewa. And uh, what am I doing in the world? Well, you should catch me over on Rough Punch ATL tomorrow night at 5 p.m. PT for what is going to be the Kickstarter launch celebration game of a uh, Baldur Spire Secrets from Mayhem Press. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I am playing some stuff that is exclusively from that book, and I'm really, I'm really excited for everyone to see what that's all about. So yes, Rock Punch ATL Twitch at 5 p.m. PT. Uh, it's going to be myself and several other amazing people. The D4 DMs Dustin and Devin are going to be running it. Uh, CB, Critical Bard, uh, a style pixie, um, Erica Fermina, and a few others are going to be rocking it out at the table. So it should be a lot of fun. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, Jade. Hello, I'm Jade, and I play Commander Adage. Uh, in the real world, I'm very private and don't do very much, but I'm happy to do things should people invite me. Uh, in in the <laughs> game world, I, I, I have... I have a lot of stuff going on. You know, I can't reveal any secrets. So I'm just going to say, mm -hmm. stay cool, everyone. Stay cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And Philip. What's up, guys? I'm Phil. I play Omek, son of Bosch. And uh, in the real world, you can find me on Instagram if you want to listen to a dad joke or if you want to make fun of my dad jokes. Like, Whatever you want. If you want to be angry or if you want to be happy, come and come and join me. I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> nice. That sounds very inviting. And Quincy. Hi, I'm Quincy Sirsmith. I play Lieutenant Ra'amyan, son of Dash, our ship's helms person. Um, and uh, in real life, uh, I'm an actor and a journalist. Uh, you can find some of my reporting on my podcast, Asian Americana. Uh, and... Um, uh, I'm also working on a new show for my job job uh, called A Better Life. Um, it's uh, a podcast that talks about um, how immigrants' lives have been impacted by the pandemic and stuff. You know, same audience generally as tabletop role-playing games. Um, so, you know, either or. Uh, and for my acting stuff, uh, it's new stuff isn't quite out yet, but uh, this fall I'm on uh, guesting on a couple Disney animated shows. So I will talk about those when they're out. Uh, those seasons open in October. So... Uh, hopefully I'll let you know when those are out. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Quincy. Our cast does so much cool stuff. Um, I'm Elisa Pearl. You can find me at Elisa Pearl on the interwebs and a couple of announcements before we dive in. Um, I would love for you to follow us at RPG on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, we're doing some streamlining of our social media. So make sure you're following. Is it at StreamPunksRPG? Uh, yes. So if you were following the Shield of Tomorrow account, you were uh, that became the Clear Skies account. You are now following at Streampunks RPG because we consolidated great. everything. Yeah. Yes, we're yeah, consolidating we're everything. We're going to be doing the same on Instagram soon. So make sure you're following Blood Void RPG, and you will be in the know about what we're posting and what we're doing. 
uh, also uh, become a Streampunks patron. We have a Patreon. We would love for you to join it. If you're already joining it, you're our hero. Thank you so much. Um, we have some very exciting new updates that we're going to be rolling out in the next couple of months. So make sure you stay on our Patreon because we have really awesome stuff coming. You don't want to miss it. And if you're not on it yet, join it. It's patreon.com slash streampunksrpg. And without further ado, let's dive into our Klingon adventure for tonight. We pick back up with the crew of the IKS Borku headed to planet Borseth in the Cathar system. Now, last we were on the ship, the cast, the crew had some time to spend together, to relax, to hang out, but they're getting back into work mode, so to speak, as they approach the planet Borseth. They are about six hours away, um, still with some time to finish up any personal tasks that they wanted to do or to prepare for their next mission. Ra'amyan, where do we find you six hours before arrival? Uh, I'm trying to look up information about this contact I'm supposed to meet uh, on Vorses. So Tereth, I'm trying to find out who Tereth is mm. other than uh, Ra'al's contact that I should be talking to. And also where I'm meeting them, like, uh, you know, is it a middle of nowhere? Is it some sort of city? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so uh, how would you like to search? Are you going to search the Klingon databases for info on Tereth? Yeah, let's do that first. Okay. Because, yeah, if you're looking for info about the planet itself and where to meet, that would be a different search. But go ahead and I don't have my sheet up. Okay. Go ahead and roll um, either insight security or reason security. I'll do insight. Um, I have focuses and click on politics. Uh, I don't expect this person to be against me, so I don't think threat assessment makes sense, but. Okay. Uh, difficulty? Oh, difficulty will be... Let's make it zero, actually. All um, right. Yeah, let's, we'll make it zero. Let's get some momentum. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> no successes? Uh, I got a 16 and a 19, which is just outside my range. Okay. The name Tereth does not 
pop up. Uh, actually, if we got zero, doesn't that mean we passed? Zero successes means zero successes. So it, it means I can't really truly fail that, but we didn't get any momentum or anything. Uh, well, still, right? the result is the same. The name Tedeth yeah. does not show up. In like, I don't blow up from it. <laughs> you see some, like, ancient... Uh, you see some ancient houses that were called Tereth and uh, ancient warriors. There, no living person in the database is listed as Tereth. <clears throat> okay. And you wanted to look into the planet itself? Yeah, I'm going to... Um... Ramyan to Omek. Come in. Omek, I need you to scan a particular portion of the planet for me. I believe we might be, I might personally need some information from there. On it, Ramyan. And I sent him the coordinates. Or uh, was I given coordinates? You were not given coordinates, just the name. Oh. I just got the coordinates. <laughs> the coordinates are from the coordinates of the planet were sent to you. All, to you all, actually, before you headed out. Oh, okay. But I wasn't told where to meet this person. Right. Oh, never mind then. Uh, I don't know what I would be searching for then. Do you still want to scan the planet just to see what's there? Yeah. Uh, I suspect I'm supposed to meet someone here to find out something to aid our crew. Can you scan for any anomalous things or unusual activity, Omek? Perhaps oh. Klingon's already on the surface. Of course, because I do have a focus in spatial phenomena. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Yeah. Maybe. No. I mean, it is a planet. It's a planet, but we, we could see if there's some stuff on it. We Something's living. Some spatial phenomenon on it. Yeah. <laughs> or around it. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead and do reason science. Uh, difficulty also zero. Success. Okay, great. And uh, bank however many successes that was. Let let your crew know. Two. Lovely. Two momentum. Then. Okay, so you scan. You do a, a long range scan on this planet, and from we, what you can see, it is. Oh, I forgot the class name. It is. Uh, I think let's say L class, and I'll amend that later if I need to. It's an L class planet. Marginal life ability naturally, but it has been terraformed in some areas. One area in particular you see has been terraformed. There is some minor vegetation there. You see a few buildings and you see what looks like um, there has been a lot of digging in one area, some excavation that is kind of like apart from the few buildings that you see. Come into Ramyan. Ramyan here. It seems as though they were trying to maybe possibly find something. Would you like for me to scan that as well? Who was trying to find what? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I told you. I'm only a I only have a focus in spatial phenomena. <laughs> spatial phenomena, not planetary phenomena. 
That's right. A minor in xenobiology. So, let me see here. You can also, reminded that you can spend more momentum to get more information on any of your science roles. Let's do or that. any of your scans. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, use a momentum, guys. Here we go. Okay. So another thing you notice in your scan is that the things that you saw in that initial scan, there's nothing else really on the planet. The rest of the planet is that L-class kind of like rocky, not terraformed, not much life happening. It's just those areas that seem to have the possibility of life being there. Should we go ahead and scan the terrain? How See far out are we still? Trillion you're, about, you're about six hours away at this point. So any other scans will, you would need to probably get closer to scan for life forms to, you know, get a better, deeper scan. I think we should wait to see when we have a closer look. I'll take whatever data you have. Thank you, Omek. You got it. Okay. Dua, where do we find you six hours out from arrival? Uh, probably in main engineering, uh, making sure that everybody is working on something productive um, most likely trying to just keep this bucket of bolts from falling out of the sky. Uh, pretty much lots of barking of orders, probably for no reason other than to throw their weight around a little bit. Um, cause they've only been in charge of man engineering for a little while and they maybe feel the, a little bit of the need to prove something, um, make sure they've stamped their mark of authority on this place. Lokat, your second in engineering, is nearby as you kind of are commanding Bex to, they're running back and forth following your commands. And Lokat says, things are running very well, Lieutenant. So they should be. Everyone here has been trained well. And yes. I do not imagine I will be seeing any dereliction of duty anytime soon. Especially no. if they know what's good for them. That is correct. Everyone knows what's good for them because we work under Lieutenant Dua. Isn't that correct? And you hear, aye, aye. When we get to the planet, I'd like to run a full diagnostic on the ship just to make sure it's running well after so many weeks at warp. Yes, sir. Immediately. And Lokat crosses over to some Bex to um, tell them about the diagnostic. Uh, yeah, once I think, once I feel like things have more or less gotten themselves in order, uh, I think that Dua, uh, since we're this close to the ship, uh, is going to go up to the bridge uh, and take their station there to be readily available to their commander. All right. And speaking of the commander, Idaj, where do we find you six hours out? Yeah, I'm going to be in my quarters. I'm going to be sitting on the ground stretching with my legs spread open trying to get comfy and like lean i have all of my blades spread out in front of me um from small to big and i'm sharpening all of them on a whetstone and polishing them with mineral oil and relaxing a little bit with some blood wine and some klingon opera uh, a, a classic and just singing along 
as I'm polishing my blades. And I've been doing this probably for the past two hours or so. Sounds like a kind of um, self-care ritual for our Klingon commander. Absolutely. Before you go into battle, you want to make sure you got everything primed, you're loose and ready, uh, and just ready to rip, you know, without ripping any muscles, which is why it's important to stretch beforehand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, as you are uh, surveying your blades and uh, stretching, getting loose, uh, you look over to your shrimp tank and you see your battle shrimp. Was it Primpec? Oh, Pamirs. 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 In its large shrimp tank that you sometimes swim in with it. Mm -hmm. you see it floating, relaxingly, gazing at you, gazing out from behind the glass. And then suddenly it uh, eyes something in the corner and then just like swims away very quickly to the other side of the tank. And you remember the pregnant cat in the corner that you brought on from Konosh. Oh, Tack. Yeah. Tack and friend. Uh, I, yeah, uh, she's, she's very large. Um, I brought large Tack with me. Yeah, I brought Tack with me, my, my cat onto the planet. And uh, she found a friend in an alleyway. And uh, Tack's friend is a large uh, ginger tabby. And she was like a, a nice large cat. And then when I started feeling her, I realized that there was some rich life inside of her. So I brought her back onto the ship with me. And, uh, and her she, friend. And her friend. Is her and, friend the father of the babies? Or just a friend? Oh, no. Tack is my cat, and I found another cat on. Okay. Sorry mm -hmm. for the confusion. Oh, no, I just want to clarify. I have two girls right now. Mm -hmm. And the one that's pregnant, um, I have named Etik, and she is very large and just lying down and yowling a lot of the time. Uh, a lot, a lot of yowling. But mm. I, I, I'm very, very, uh, very happy. I keep trying to rub her belly and I keep, sometimes I just like wait for something to pop out. So I keep staring at like the bottom end of the cat, but so far nothing has come out, but I um, keep looking every so often. I mean, judging from her size and her behavior, she has uh, definitely made a home in this corner of your quarters. And she just has been very fastidious with her cleaning. Mm -hmm. uh, you can sense that it's any day now. It's any hour now that she will be giving birth. Oh, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I have a lot of uh, animal furs. Uh, I currently wear bird feathers, but I also have been known to wear, uh, you know, targ hides and other things. And Etik is just hanging out on top of like a mass of like leathery skins and just like burrowing inside of them. So. I, I keep checking all the folds. Can the little kitty come out yet? Uh, not weird. Very normal as a doctor. Got to check on your patient. Absolutely. And if there's uh, anything else that anyone would like to do, no? Then we will cut forward to arrival at Vorseth. You drop out of warp and onto the view screen, everyone's back on the bridge, onto the view screen, the beautiful planet Vorseth appears before you. 
And as the scan suggested, it is mostly a dusty small planet about the size of Mercury with just about a fifth of the surface that's been terraformed enough to bolster the very thin atmosphere for humanoid life to, to uh, subsist here. Omek, did you want to do another scan now that we're in short range? I'm a little closer. <laughs> I think I could do it. Okay. Um, oh, see. and by the way, uh, you also, when you do scans, you are assisted by the ship. Forgot to do that last time. Oh. So someone can roll for the ship. Uh, oh, Meg, did you see any strange spatial phenomenon surrounding this planet? I, I know you're the first one to say if there's anything there, but I just wanted to double check with you. No weird things in space, okay. but uh, yeah. Keep me alerted yeah. if there's anything strange in space. Yes, Commander. Thank you. I, right. I'll, I'll roll for the ship. Okay. The sensors, uh, science. sensors uh, science? Yes. Cool. And I'm going to do a uh, reason science, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And the difficulty, uh, it'll be zero again. This is just a pretty straightforward sensor scan. Ah. I'm on a roll today. Hmm. I got two. Two successes. Bank those nope. momentum. Thank no you. help from the poor coup. All right. And so now that you're in short range, you can scan for life. So what you see is that there is indeed humanoid life. And oh, actually, this is. Yeah. So what is what is visible in your scan is that there are approximately 500 humanoids on this planet. And you're also seeing in your short scan, you couldn't see this visually on the screen, but on the other side, about to come back around in its orbit is a Klingon ship. Commander Adash. Come in, Commander Adage. Mm -hmm. Yes, what do you see? Uh, there seems to be a Klingon ship in space. Hmm. <laughs> what madness is this? Uh, Ramyan, was there meant to be a ship around here when we were sent here? I believe this campaign is for much of the Empire moving its forces here. I cannot say whether other ships were assigned different duties, but it is not out of the question for us to have not be alone in this sector. Uh, have a Sunstar um, presence here? You haven't gotten a, uh, any type of ping from them. And um, they're still on the other side of the planet from you. Philip, do you have one of those talents that gives us one uh, like a free scan or something, like an extra momentum use or something like that? Not a free yes, scan already, but I only have uh, computer expertise, so maybe we could use that. Uh, Ramyan, I was drinking earlier. Remind me, what are we doing on Thorsaf? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so um, 
Here, here's the message that it's been a it's been a month since we played. This is what happens with a monthly game. Um, so here's the message that you got from General Ronar at Dodge. Okay, thank you. Ikas Borku, Commander Edaj, your orders are to proceed to the planet Vorseth. You will observe the situation there and assess and assist the Klingons that are present. Got now, it. filling in some information that isn't in this message before you left, you had kind of made some connections about Vorseth because you found that Bath market. Yeah. that had the woven marble handle, which is this very unusual, rare looking material. You found out that was from the planet Vorseth. And now you were being sent to the planet Vorseth to help basically colonize it on behalf of the Klingon empire. Mm -hmm. um, so if we know that there is this Klingon vessel on the other side, and I presume we haven't received any pings back, so they don't know that we're here, I'd like to cloak and observe a situation before they can view us. Okay, so you go ahead and cloak, and that we haven't done that in a while. Eric, that costs two power, right, to cloak the ship? Uh, cloaking device, I believe, costs two power, yes. Yes, it's nice having Eric here. <laughs> um, Commander, there's also uh, 500 human humanoids on the planet. I don't know. What, what um, kind of humanoids? Yeah, can we, can we use one of the mementa? to uh, mm -hmm. uh, see how many are Klingons or, or if there's anything weird about the kind of humanoids. Yes, and I believe, Philip, do you have studies on your list of talents? Then yes, you I get, do. You get a free question without even spending the momentum. I, uh, I believe that's what studious does. So ah. yeah, so without even spending that momentum, and you can spend more if you want to try to get more info, but your first free question can be answered, which is what types of humanoids. You see about 476, not about, exactly 476 um, un, previously unidentified, unindexed humanoids, which presumably would be native to the planet. And then you see the remainder are Klingon. Three. Cloaking device costs three power. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's right. All right, unknown peoples on this planet and we're trying to colonize this planet. So yeah, I, I'd like to hang back and see what's happening with this Klingon vessel. Uh, let's do a scan on them when they come close. Can we do that without them identifying us or knowing of our presence? Um, yes, you can, you'll be able to scan through your cloak. Okay, great. Can we also, can I spend a momentum to find out if these humanoids that we do know are pose a threat or if we're actually, if they're already like, because we're trying to colonize them, right? Correct? Mm -hmm. So should we see if they pose a threat, Commander? Yeah, what what exactly would you like to look for? Because, uh, yeah, what, what would you like to look for that might be a threat? Physical uh, composition of these humanoids? I was going to make a suggestion that we can scan for, like, what is the kind of technology that is already on there? Like, do they have strong weapons and shields? Are they just kind of an indigenous people that don't have technology that levels Klingon people? 
etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can you can definitely scan for that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. What he said. Yes, Ram. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and spend a momentum to see um, what your report, what your scan reports on that. So, once again, you see what you saw from those long-range scans. You see, once again, there's about three major structures. Now you're seeing smaller structures that you're close up. Um, they look like maybe huts. You see a small river that was undoubtedly terraformed because there isn't anything else on the planet except uh, in terms of water bodies. You also see three small ships, like shuttle-sized ships, that look pretty basic in terms of their technology. They have impulse power, but not warp. And you see what looks like mining equipment. Right. Um, were we able to get any of a physical composition of these humanoids that were these 476 unknowns? That's not something you can really scan further from the ship. You would have to be up close to them. Okay. Commander, um, I have a feeling that these humanoids are mining the marble that we found on the batlets back on Konich. Interesting hypothesis, Omek. Uh, I'd like to observe and cloak and observe. Okay, so the ship is cloaked and would you like to, I'm guessing you're in orbit at this point. Yeah. And if you like, you can maintain an orbit that is uh, geosynchronous so that you're always going to be on the opposite side of that Klingon ship with the planet behind, be between the two of you. Uh, you're cloaked, so you don't really need to do that, I guess. I don't want to do that. I want to get closer to them, however close I can okay. get without them observing me at all. I just want to be able to do closer scans on their ship um, mm -hmm. within range. Yeah. Okay, great. Actually, go ahead and do another scan on this Klingon ship. Omek, reason science. And I would say, um, let's see, the difficulty, this is a Klingon ship. Um, you are cloaked. We're at a, I'm gonna make the difficulty two. Ooh. I'm on a roll tonight, bro. Woo! Two successes. I got one it. Plus one from the Borku. All right, That's great. Three. Bank that. Yeah, bank that third one. So this ship, you uh, get a registry number when you scan. You scan and you you ping it and you get back its registry name, which is the IKS Raga, R A G A. It is a bit of a clunker. It looks like it needs some maintenance. You're getting pretty standard systems uh, on it. Standard weaponry, standard engine, warp. It has a ship complement of 50. And you're actually seeing that there's about 24 on the ship right now. Hmm, okay. And uh, is there a way to ping Klingon databases to see who's on board the ship, who's commanding it? Yep, you can do that. 
Uh, you can use Omic. You can use your free Studious to to just kind of do that very quickly. So you, yeah, the you get the full list of the crew complements. Um, the two names that are of most interest to you probably are the two highest in command, and those names are Commander Dagor, D A G H O R. That's a he. So Commander Dagor, and the second in command is Lieutenant Pock, who is a she, P-O-Q. Um, these don't ring any bells for me, do they? No. Okay. Um, can I figure out what their like house alignment and stuff is? Because we know a lot of different houses are part of this campaign. Yeah, go ahead and roll insight, insight command, difficulty, command. yeah, insight command, difficulty, difficulty one. Are you doing an actual database search or? Yeah, okay, yeah, difficulty. I'm searching. Um, what would the ship so rule on that one be? Yeah, so the ship would rule. Um, sorry, I don't have my ship sheet open. I should. What are the ships? Uh... It's uh, engines, computers, weapons, structure, sensors, and communications for systems. It would just be a computers and something. Computers, and computers. what are those? And then it's command, security, science, con, engineering, and medicine. Security. Okay. Cool. Um, I have a focus in Klingon politics, uh, and I'd like to spend a momentum, please. For an extra? For an extra die. Okay. And the difficulty is one, because you're assisted by the computer. Yes. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have good news, and I have bad news. <clears throat> I only have bad news. The worker didn't help you. Okay, I rolled um, uh, a two, which is worth two successes uh, because I'm using my focus. I also rolled a 20. Uh, so uh, let us know what happens there. Okay. But otherwise, that means we have two successes uh, over a difficulty of one, so we can bank a momentum. Mm hmm. Okay. So, uh, in terms of house alignments, you don't you don't particularly they seem to be from very minor houses that you don't recognize. Um, they're not any of the main Klingon houses that are represented by the High Council. They're also not rival houses to you all in your standing. Um, but as you're doing this scan, you get a chirp and an urgent chirp from your computer to Omek to your station, and it's from this ship. Uh, Commander, I'm I'm getting comms from the uh, IKS Raga. Uh, okay. What is it live or is it a, a message? Uh, come in, IKS Raga. Commander Dagon. Do you put them on screen? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. 
up onto the screen pops a middle-aged Klingon with his crew behind him in the center chair. Who are you who slinks and slides into our slipstream? What dishonorable petocks do not announce themselves upon entering orbit? You think we do not scan for tachyon particles? Do you think we are idiots? Oh, do you think we are fools to come into a situation we do not know without being plenty aware? Do you think we would walk blindly into a trap of some sort without knowing what's happening? No, no, no. You dare accuse me as soon as I enter? I am offended. Look at you and your measly ship. We outrank you. What are you trying to say coming at me like this, huh? We were sent to assist you, but that assistance may come or it may go. Go ahead and roll presence command. Difficulty two. Okay. Use a momentum. <laughs> presence command. Okay. I can take in a momentum. Okay. Okay. So. I got two successes uh, and a 20. Uh, ooh, I'm going to bank that one. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> I respect your strategy here. I see that you may not operate the way I choose to in my command, but you are cautious and you are smart. So, welcome to Vorseth. Mm. Thank you, Dagor. I also respect someone who announces their intentions at the top and does not hide. Though we may act very differently, I see where you come from. So, let us meet and discuss and see what we have to share. I was just headed back down to the planet to meet with some of my crew and officers. If you'd like to join me, we can survey what's there and we can tell you how things are. Very well. I shall see you planet side. Dagor out. The screen goes blank. All right. Oh, Mac, you have to give me some warning before you throw people on the screen. Sorry, <laughs> Commander, I apologize. It's just, you know, I, sorry, I'm not that good at my job. All right. And I think we're, let's get ready to go planet side. Okay. So who all is going? I'll go. I feel um, like I'm obligated to go because I just put commander. Okay. Um, do, do we need any sort of special environmental equipment for this one? Or is it, you said there's an atmosphere, but I don't know how, is it like super, it's still dusty and stormy. It might still be helpful for us. Or is it like chill enough that we can just go without? 
Well, from your short range scan, you saw that there is indeed a breathable atmosphere. You saw that there are already Klingons on on the ground. Um, if you like, you can bring something just in case it's dusty or you can do another scan to see if, if it's needed. Uh. You won't you won't suffocate when you like you know, <laughs> materialize on the planet. I think we should bring our disruptor pistols, though, just in case. I mean, those are standard issue. Standard, okay, yeah. Never a bad but idea. That being said, because I feel like I may need to slink away, I do want to bring my mechleth with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and as it's um, a situation where we're preparing to take over anyway, I don't know that that seems so suspicious if I have weaponry, extra weaponry on me. Yeah. Also, being a Klingon, I feel like <laughs> any extra weaponry is probably just weaponry so okay also, we already announced that we're like super cautious in everything we do if y'all want to like gear up gear up if you want to it's fine no other bad left's coming on <laughs> just kidding um before we, we go the message i got to um meet with uh this contact with this tereth was i given any information about them like do i know what they look like or do i need to do a follow-up comms for that you only got a name and the, the fact that they would be on the planet for Seth. okay i better keep it incognito and not call back right now <laughs> who okay so it sounds like you all oh do i uh, will you also be going planet side uh, sure. I I think um, Dua's curiosity is piqued by the planet in and of itself and how it seems to be kind of laid out. They bring mm -hmm. a, they're going to bring a toolkit along with them, along with their you know standard array of weapons. Great. Yeah. Should okay. I bring that Batleth that had the marble from Borsa with me, or do we not have that? Didn't we get that? Didn't we buy that on Konosh? Someone bought that at the market. Uh, Edaj bought that. Yeah, I bought one. Uh, and I think I have it with me. But um, if you, yeah, can you keep it in a case so it's not visible? Got it. Thank you. Okay, so you're bringing the Batleth in a case. And okay. And if you're ready to beam down, the science uh, Beck, who steps in for Omec, beams you all down. And you arrive at the planet Forseth. And now on the ground, you see the landscape, very low, hilly, rocky, bouldery. But you've been transported right into the center of their town, their only town. You see these huts that are made mostly of clay bricks. And um, you see the river nearby. You see what looks like kind of a town center. So it's basically a bigger hut, same building style, but just like a long, bigger house. Uh, and then off to what is your right, if you're facing that long house, is uh, the mines. So uh, they go underground because there's not really mountains or hills here, uh, or large hills, I should say. There are small hills. They go uh, down underneath the hills and into the planet's surface. Um, you see life here. You see people walking around these humanoids now. You see what they look like. 
They are tall, slender. They have very long forearms. Um, they wear flowing skirts and fitted tunics on top of different brightly colors. Uh, they all have longish hair and a lot of them are wearing their hair in uh, braids in the front and then loose in the back. All right, so do we, I, I guess we'll head towards the biggest hut here since I assume that's a place where powerful people gather. Uh, so without further ado, we'll just go straight there to meet Dagor. Okay. Okay, when you enter, you see that there are lots of tables all across the room. On the sides of the room, there are some more comfortable seating arrangements. There's a fireplace on either side of the room. You see uh, decor, some, you see uh, some artwork hanging on the walls and you notice a common theme now that all of the artwork has some element of that pink marble that you saw that was woven into a batleth handle. Except this, some of them are woven into like a leather type fabric. Some of them are just the pink marble as if someone had sliced a sheet of the pink marble and you can see the swirls of white and dusty rose colors in, in, the, in that cross section. You see people uh, off to one side near one of the fireplaces, you see an, a somewhat elderly Klingon uh, cozily, comfortably speaking to another Klingon. Looks like a lower ranking Beck. And Eric, can you describe this person? Yes. Uh... I should actually probably revise and say that he's actually quite elderly looking. Oh, quite elderly. <laughs> um, I couldn't remember yeah. how elderly. <laughs> yeah, this is a Klingon that's pushing over a hundred years old. So he is right. he is an older Klingon. Um, big, bushy, like mustached beard, the long goatee going down in a thick mane of gray hair that fills up and spills down over his shoulders. Um, he's wearing what looks like sort of patchwork leather armor. This is not Klingon Defense Force armor. It looks like it's just patched together long sleeve tunic that's probably been worn for decades and has just been worn and reattached and re-sewn and reused. Um, it kind of has that large thick Klingon leather belt at, at the uh, midsection. And he also has some, tr looks like straps on his arm where he keeps what looks like old outdated uh, equipment maybe medical scanners or some such, um, but like in poor shape and looks quite dated from the from just eyeballing it. You can tell it's probably uh, early century, like old equipment. Um, has kind of a, a full belly. Uh, and ju yeah, judging from the look on his sort of coppered color skin, you can see that he has just carried lines all over his face. He is, uh, he is a Klingon that has been around for a long time. Um, also has that full set of like sharp teeth at the front of his mouth and grips a, 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 like a, a dented mug in one fist and drinks it in front of him and is nodding to the person he's talking to very slowly. 
And did you see that there was an elderly woman and an elderly Eric or just so, wanted to clarify? The elderly Klingon uh, is who Eric just described. Okay, and got it. he's talking to a younger Beck, a younger okay. female Beck who looks about, uh, in Klingon years, she would be about nine years old, but for the human equivalent, it would be about 19 years old. So think of a 19 year old Klingon warrior. <laughs> Okay. And it's just these two that we're, our eyes are drawn towards. Our, uh, yes. Uh, everyone else is kind of, there's people scattered maybe in back areas, but these are the two that you mm -hmm. noticed off to your left. And I don't recognize these people, right? Personally. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I stride over and I say, My! You are aged! You are so very... Old, I am impressed by your longevity to come to a planet so far away with such glory to have survived so long with such equipment. I am bewildered and amazed by you, sir. I'm very impressed. He slowly glances up from his drink and just says, Not the fuck you, Vosh. I don't wish to be disturbed. Ugh. And takes another long drink of his cup. Of course, of course. I do not mean to impede upon you. I just wanted to express my admiration for how incredibly old you are. And I, I, I bow and I walk away and I motion the rest of my crew to be like, Leave him alone. Come, I know you all want to chat with him, but come, come back this way. And so I, we, we just gather a little bit away, and I talk to my crew. All right, we've made it planet side. Sorry, <laughs> I was just very, very distracted by that. I've. It is unfortunate that he has not died in glorious battle yet. But to be so old, did you see how many lines were on his face? Wow. To still be alive. <sighs> this long sigh from across the room as he can hear every word you're shouting. He just, <sighs> and then he, he's going to get up and take one last drink and set down the cup and says something to the woman and he's going to leave. Uh, Grumbles as he starts to walk out the front. The young woman says, so can we finish our session later? Later. Sir? Yes, come to the large hut, and I will speak with you there. Thank you. Thank you. Kapla. Mmm. I've heard. And he goes back to his, leaves the room. <clears throat> Seems he uh, is headed in the same direction we are. The Beck is still there? The Beck is still there, yes. <clears throat> Beck, what is your name and rank? I, I am just a Beck. Ah, come here. Come here. Come closer. Come closer. Yes. Now. I'm a Beck on the IKS Raga. We are supposed to meet your commander here. Has he arrived? I I do not know. I, w I was taking a short break. Sir. Who was that man you are speaking to? The honored long-lived warrior. That was Dukoth, a counselor who traveled here with us. Counselor Dukoth. Do I recognize the name? 
You wouldn't recognize the, the name. He is so old. Well, what special session did you two speak of? What was he teaching you? Oh, uh, uh, he, uh, it is personal, but he says that as warriors, we must also battle the de the spe our spirit as well and not let it get the best of us. Oh. So I am becoming a spiritual warrior. <gasps> thank to his counseling a spiritual warrior oh this intrigues me mightily it's been very long since i've heard these words do you have anything that you could demonstrate we just talk about my feelings really <sighs> feelings beck who is in command on the planet here when your commander is not a around Oh, that is our Lieutenant Locke. Uh, that's not the right name. Uh, the Lieutenant. Puck. Puck. Hmm. And where can I find Lieutenant Puck? She where is can very... we find Lieutenant Puck? She is more than likely at the mine, sir. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for your time. You may depart. Thank you, sir. Kapla and she scurries away out of, out of this hut. And so, uh, did it take us long to get here, by the way? Uh, yeah, it took, um, uh, I forget exactly how long we said, but it took, I think a few months for oh, you no, to um, Just, just oh. to get from our ship down to the planet. Like we were here pretty quickly or did it take us a while? You just transported down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. I tire of waiting. Let us head to the mine. I do not see this Degore anywhere here, and perhaps Paul can give us some answers, since we have not started off on such a shifty foot. What think you, crew? We follow your command. <laughs> challenge me if you want to. I welcome a challenge. Who wants to challenge me? I feel like this is not the time. No challenges. All right, let's let us head to the mine then. Okay. You invite challenges quite readily, Commander. We've been on a ship for months. I want to fight someone. Uh, let us do the you mine. Might, you may fight Lieutenant Park, depending on how things go. Commander, I do have your bad left encased in this case. Stop! Stop waving it around. Just leave it on your back. Thank you, Omac. It's, it's readily available whenever you need it. So, you heading out of this law, this hut? Uh, we've been here for, what, five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. got bored of waiting. Let's go. Let's go to the okay. mine. All uh, right. You would probably spot the cough outside uh, about 60 feet away from the hut where he's pumping water out of a small well. Just into a big bucket. Okay. Uh, I walk up what? to Dekoth, um, and I say, The Beck has informed me you're a counselor. A counselor? <laughs> yes. Yes. Medical personnel is what KDF like to call me, but counselor is what they call me, yes. Oh, counselor. I was confused. I was not a, trying to figure out what high council house you would belong to. <laughs> 
<laughs> High Council. You are a counselor. Ah, that explains why she explained. I was thinking, why would she explain her feelings to one who leads one of the great houses or one of the minor houses? Minor houses also have council members. They simply do not participate in those decisions. Was that a question? I am curious. Are you a part of the Raga crew? Hmm. Scratches at his neck a little bit and says, I think it is time to tell me who you are. I am Lieutenant Ramyan, son of Dash, of the IKS Borku. Mm. A crew, a, and, and I uh, uh, hand a uh, wave gesture over. There's Commander Edash. A commander Hi, officer. I'm Commander Edash. Narrows his eyes a little bit and says, That is your commander. You understand how Klingons gain their rank, yes? It is not through necessarily etiquette and protocol. How old are you? Myself? Yes. Soon I will reach 40. <laughs> uh, mm, uh, all of you are roughly that age. I actually think I'm one of the more aged of our crew, actually. Mm. I joined the I, I joined the Klingon Defense Force later in life. Mm. Well, <laughs> well. Can we? What still do you want of me, Ramyan? What? What's that, Jade? Can we still hear this from far? Like, are we close? Or are we like still far away? Oh yeah, I think I think if y'all are outside, you would probably be. I'm not keeping my voice down. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm 42. I, I just, you know, I'm going to trot closer because I'm, I'm just okay. so fascinated by, okay. by, this, by this guy. <laughs> uh, I, I heard you bellowing. You are a medical officer and you heal people with words? No. Are you a witch? <laughs> I am not a medical officer. Oh. I have not been a member of the KDF since I was very young. Younger than you. Who are you? My name is Dakoth, and I listen to people who need to be heard. If you are not part of the KDF and you are not part of the Raga... I did not say I was not part of the Raga. I merely said I was not KDF. Mm. He's Klingon but... intelligence. I am not Klingon intelligence. Jesus and those God. who know me well might even argue that I am not intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you sit and listen to what people have to say, their feelings and secrets, you must hear so many interesting things. Many interesting things. Yes. Hmm. Is there any sort of pub or bar in this town? No. Or a place we could squat and share some drinks? Well, I suppose you could come back to my place if you would all like. You could be my guests. But I have one condition. 
you must grow past this fascination with my age, and you must do it now. Yes. Good. I... We are growing together then. Let us return to my place. I have very bad alcohol waiting for us. <laughs> mm. as, you, as, you, as he starts to walk away, uh, you actually hear a shout from over the direction of the mine, and you see two Klingon mm -hmm. warriors walking over towards the group. Uh, and I'll react. I'll... <sighs> hey! What are you doing over there? I said to meet at the mine. Did I say? I said to meet at the mines. Are oh. you speaking to me? No, are not you speaking you. to me? Why would I be speaking to you, Dakoth? I've done all the speaking I want to do with you. I'm done with you. I told you that already. I cannot hear. My ears are so old. They do not detect the whimpering yips of puppy Tog. Oh, Could you speak louder? Go fall on a bat left. I <laughs> was speaking to this commander. Yes, I was. I came to meet you. You were not at the hut. I was coming to the mine. I'm a slow walker. Well, would you like to see the mines or not? Yes, I would. And I turned it to Kofi. Is that a standing invitation? Uh, you're, you're asking Dakoth this? Mm-hmm. Dakoth, his demeanor has changed a little bit upon the mention of the mines and you're going. His friendly demeanor, once he hears y'all are going to the mines, shifts a little bit. And he doesn't say a word to you after that. Instead, he just picks up his bucket and starts moving back to his place. Well, we're here to learn about the mines, so let us go to the mines. All right, and good riddance to that old coot. Dagor and the warrior that's next to him, they turn and start walking back to the mines. Do you follow? Uh, yes, but, but I walk a little bit more slowly. Okay. And I um, say, I say to my crew, what is your take on this? Things seem strange here. Speaking of feelings, I don't have a good feeling about this, Commander. It seems odd that there would be so much effort for such a minuscule planet. This is not an honorable conquering or victory. They have but two dozen warriors down here for what appears to be a labor race. Why so much effort? Hmm. And how long have they been mining here on Borsef? Do we know this? Do we know this, Eliza? How long have they been mining on Borsef? It's not something you've asked yet or mm -hmm. scanned for, so probably not at this point. All right, I'm just gonna keep those thoughts to myself. All right, let us to the mines. Okay, so you follow Dahor and his companion over to the mines. 
And it's, again, this village is pretty small. It's probably a few square miles. And so it's being dropped in the center of this town. You're only about a mile and a half of a walk from the mines. Um, Dagor shows you, you know, this is where my, I, I've taken over this hut, things like that, just kind of shows you the town as you pass through the edge of town and into the area of the mines. And once you get closer, you start to see that opening, that entrance that goes down into the earth. You see that they've laid some track for some carts. You see big boulders of what looks like just boulders, but is probably ore coming out of the mine and being sent to a station, another building that actually looks a little bit newer and also more haphazard. It's kind of almost like made of tin sheets and metal poles. No walls, just just a covering. Hmm. And you see that they're processing the ore right then and there. Uh, so, Dagor, what do you yeah. find in these mines down here? A singular ore or an assortment of things? It's a singular, it's a singular ore. It's uh, called Dapperine. Dapperine. Dapperine, yes. Dapperine. And it is a marble substance. Yeah, it's some kind of marble that uh, the people here, they use it for art and religious purposes, spiritual purposes. Ah. You know, we let them, we let them do their things. And, you know, we, we actually are trying to help them mine it more efficiently. Uh, you know, if we're going to take over this whole system, then we want to make sure they are, you know, doing their best for mm. the empire. And uh, these people are native to this planet? Yes, they are. And where do they live? Well, we just passed the town. So there are um, all of those huts that I didn't mention. That's where they live. On this entire planet, there's only 476 humanoids living here. And they've been living here for centuries. Uh, well... That I I'm not sure how long they've been living here, but there are others of their kind throughout the system, scattered throughout the system. There are not many here, but there are others. Is this a colony? Yes, this is a mining colony that we came upon. How long have you been here for? How long have we been here for? The mining colony. How long have these people been here for? I don't know. I never asked. You never asked. And yet we took over the mining operations for this art material. Yes. We want to show that even though we are here to conquer them and uh, bring them into the glory of the empire, we also want to help their way of life. Of what strategic use of this, this place to the empire? It is not a forward base for, com for conquering this Material appears to not be to make weapons of war or ships or dilithium. Why spend this effort here? Like I said, we are trying to be what our high council members who care what the Federation thinks want us to be. 
we may be taking over this planet and eventually this system, but why destroy what they've created? I did not say to destroy these people's ways, but why spend the effort here? I just follow orders, really. You only follow orders. You, you ask no questions. No, not <laughs> like you do. No, no. Do you mind if we take a few samples and look around the mines? This is what we were sent for, of course. Uh, Unless sure, you, you can... question the commands that I was given. No, of course not. And he strolls mm. over to one of the mining carts near the entrance of the mine and picks up a small, a smaller of the ore rocks. It's probably about the size of a baseball. And he hands it to you. Is this the type of sample you're wanting? <laughs> a bigger one. You see his face for a second, a fleeting second, he kind of grimaces. And then he says, of course. And he picks up one that's basketball size. How is this? How about that piece over there? And I point at a large sheet, a large one leaning against the wall. Oh. <sighs> What do you need this sample for? It's just a worthless religious material. Mm. <laughs> if it's worthless, you should have no problem. I just don't want you to waste your time. If the High Council sent you here, oh, probably better things for you to do. Do not worry about wasting my time. Omek, why don't you take this piece and uh, do some scans on it? Yes, I'd like to cross-reference it with the Klingon database, if I may. I'm, I'm not sure you have no you. problems. I'm um, not stopping you. Is, the, is Lieutenant Pock here also? Pock? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I ask her, Lieutenant, how many of your crew has been dispatched down here, and in what capacities? Oh, well... A couple dozen of us have uh, regularly been here planet side and we are to, and she looks over at the commander, assist the locals in their mining operations and ensure that their min mining operations run smoothly. Puck, what is your background? Uh, um, I am KDF. So a warrior, then? Yes. And you too, Dagor? A warrior? Yes, a warrior. And are you proudly conquering the victory against Dapparine Or? Our victory is not against the Or. It is of this entire system, and it will be very proud. Do you mind if I have a crew compliment of who you're working with down here? I want to make sure your warriors are prepared for battle <laughs> and not merely scratching rocks from caves. Of course, Lieutenant Pock, provide him with what he needs. 
Yes, sir. Um, she pulls out a pad and kind of starts to dabble on it and then says, um, my pad is not functioning properly, but I will message the ship to have that sent to your ship. Perhaps I could assist you. Oh, perhaps you could. And Dua will take the pad and give it a look over, okay. see if they can figure out what's wrong with it. Yeah, so just from looking at it, it actually looks like there's no power. It's not powering on. All right, uh, I'm going to pull out my toolkit and uh, see if I have like a, a spare power cell. Okay, if you, yeah, you could, if you'd like to spend two momentum, you can say that you have a spare power cell. You already have your toolkit. So. Yeah. We cool with me doing that? Sweet. I will spend the two momentum. Okay. So you take out some supplies, screwdrivers, your power cell, a connector, and you uh, go ahead and do, it's going to be pretty easy. You're just powering on this pad. Uh, difficulty one. And we'll say control engineering. Cool. Here we go. Gotcha. Um, that's, that's, I mean, I got one success. So, okay. But that's all I got. Just one success. Okay. All right. So, yes, you're able to power this up pretty quickly, no problem. Huh. Seems like all it needed was some juice. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, it is up to date. May I then take a look? Uh, well, um, you know, th I've been having a lot of trouble with this pad. Um, our engineer Dewa just fixed it for you, or is there further trouble that we have not been made aware of? Yes, I think it's not updating with the current logs on the ship. Uh, it's been out of sync. Uh, I'm going to grab that pad, if I can, and toss it to Ramyan. I want you to roll to see if you can grab this. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say daring security. Keep away, keep away. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and how many successes do I need? Uh, this is going to be... So this is... She's a, she's a warrior. She has pretty good reflexes. Um, it's going to be difficulty three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we have two momentum, right? I'm going to make it contested, too. I think we have one, because uh, Dewa used two to make the battery happen. But spend it so you can get a third die. Take it. Okie dokie. I'm also spending two threats so I get a third die. And don't forget, you can always burn a value. Uh, do I True. Get your auto success. Uh, yeah, I have a value. Uh, if no good opportunity presents, break the door and take it yourself. I mean, well, that's a pretty perfect value for this. And so I get one six, uh, critical success automatically from that, right? Yes. And that's like on top of the three that you will roll. Okay, great. Let's get some momentum back after this too, hopefully. I got, I got one success, so I think we're good. Let me, so oh. we have three. That's three. That's three. It's yeah. It matches the difficulty, but we don't get momentum back. 
Yeah. So I got two successes total. Uh, oh, so you, two well, on the I die. Was still then... rolling. I was still oh, rolling. Oh, got it, got it. You're four. still rolling? Okay. Yeah. So we got four successes. Yes. Cool. So we do get okay. that momentum back. One momentum, right? Yes. Yeah. How much momentum do we have total now? One. One. <laughs> Excellent. The I'm same as amount of warp cores we have. So I'm going to immediately spin that to make some noodles in my house. <laughs> no, it's two, two momentum to have a noodle. Where did that momentum go? Meanwhile, the old man's house. <laughs> I'm so motivated to make these noodles. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so glad I brought these with me. <laughs> this is amazing. Game per se. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So what kind of noodles are they? That's a, the true question. Big, thick Klingon noodles. Okay, she got clued on. How many successes total did you get, Jade? Including your critical? Four. Four. Okay, so she got two successes. So you're able to whip this thing out of her hand before she sees you coming um, and has a sense of it. And she tries to pull it away, but you you are able to grab it from her before she can. Okay, great. Oh, uh, excuse you. Mm. What do you think you're doing? I am taking control of a situation. You are withholding information from a direct order from the KDF. And I toss the pad over to uh, Ramyan to look at the information that he was looking for. Puck starts to kind of like go at you, but um, she's held back by an arm from Dahor and says, it's all right, Lieutenant Puck. We are not hiding anything. Take a look at the pad. Uh, what's on the pad? Okay, so you take a look at it, and it looks like it's fried. It's jumbled. The words on it aren't making sense. And if you try to press a few buttons, it it moves things around like it's it like the screen once worked. But is this an ongoing issue with all of your electronics, um, or just this pad? Dagor says, "We have, we have been under." attended on our ship. We don't have good engineering crew right now. And this is one of many issues. If this is an engineering problem, Dewa, could you assist? Hi. We, um, our ship operates just fine. I'm not asking for assistance. But it seems to me that you might need it. If your systems are not properly functioning, then just I don't know how it is that you can properly serve the Klingon Empire. It's just some the hmm. database and pads and things like that. And our weapons are all fine. And what are you going to say to the council when important information goes missing because you have not been properly upkept? Um, go ahead. Let I want to see if you can convince him to let you do uh, to do okay. this. It can be an assisted role from your commander. Oh yeah. Uh, but Dewa, you take the lead on this, and. Ooh, this will be a different role for you because it's, yeah, it's presence. Yeah, presence command. Difficulty. It's gonna be pretty hard to let him agree to get him to agree to do this. So difficulty four. All right. Well, I have a value that I'm going to burn. And my value is the value is starships were meant to fly. <laughs> yeah. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. So <laughs> Um, okay, so you get your apparently theirs is not, so I'm here to help <laughs> them out. All right, and then I guess 
I don't think I have any focuses that will help me on this, but that's okay. Okay. And, uh, and Dodge, is, is someone like assisting? A, I'm helping. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, and I know you have some talents that where you can like give directives. Yeah, or... I have I have advisor. Whenever you assist mm -hmm. another character using your command discipline, the character being assisted may reroll one d twenty. Oh, awesome! Beautiful. Yeah. So you get a reroll. Uh, and this is what presence command. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. Uh. <laughs> I got two successes. Yes. So I got four. Woohoo! You got one from me too. Five. Thanks. What was that that, so we momentum. What was the total difficulty? There's four the total difficulty. Four. So you got one momentum. I did it! Yay! I succeeded on a presence command check. Amazing. <laughs> Decor kind of stares at you, Dua. Stares up at you because you're taller than him. And you see him relent and say, Fine. Take a look at our ship. Do repairs for the glory of the Empire. Commander, with your permission? Absolutely. Uh, I'm also going to take that data pad and give it over to Omek and say, and you work here on this and see what you can make heads or tails with this fried up pad. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and comms up to the <laughs> ship to for a beam out to... Uh theirs okay and with that we will actually take our break here so we'll be back in about 10 minutes come back for the second half of this game hello and welcome back to blood of the void we're here for the second half of our episode 11 11 12 12 episode 12 and so we've been doing this for a year by the way we almost missed our anniversary. What? Y'all, and I, I, didn't, I didn't even get a chance to bring up the fact that Clear Skies is coming to an end at the end of September. Yeah. So we're wrap, we're wrapping our show. Like we've been doing it for almost. It's been about a year and eight months, nine months, something like that. Wow. It's pretty wild. We're almost mm -hmm. as old as Dakoff. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Well, I mean, yay, congratulations uh, to us for our one year, 12 yeah. month anniversary. And we're bringing, I love how it just circled back around with bringing our forever GM back <laughs> as a guest. Uh, and then congratulations to Clear Skies on an amazing ah, run. Thank and you. Yes, this is our longest game. Yes, amazing. Wow, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, now that we've uh, figured out that we're celebrating, <laughs> let's dive back in to our narrative. So let's say that some time has passed. Dua, we'll catch up with you on the ship in just a few. But first, um, after Dua leaves the group to go check out this ship, by the way, Dua, um, uh, Kotar has been on this ship uh, taking care of some security things. And uh, so Kotar rejoins you back planet side. And once he hears, he hears the end of this uh, conversation right after he transports in and he says, Commander Adaj, I'd like to assist, I'd like to accompany our engineer on this ship if that's all right with you. I think it is essential that you go as a very secure engineering partner, but help, help secure 
the engineering. You understand what I'm saying? I think I do. Okay, you secure Dewa's engineering prowess. Yes, I will. Okay, all right. <laughs> My Chris impression is not as good as Quincy's. That was really good, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the ship. I don't know. Uh, okay, so we'll- Of course, Lieutenant. We'll follow that uh, in just a moment. But first, um, Omek, I believe you had some thoughts and questions. Yes, I'd like to make a roll and see whether or not this dampering is uh, interfering with our pads and Klingon technology. Okay. So, yeah. So, you can do this as you taking your tricorder and scanning the pad and seeing maybe what, uh, just assessing the damage and seeing what caused it. Does that sound good? Oh, sure. I don't have to roll. That's even you know, better. Yeah. No, yeah, it would be a roll. I'm just kind of narratively describing oh. what, how you're, how you're doing this research. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm going to take the tricorder and see what's, uh, see what's going on. Yeah. What's messing with this pad. Okay. So go ahead and roll your reason science. Got it. And, and, and oh, go ahead. What was the question? I, that was going to, you were going to say it. The yeah, the difficulty. Yeah. Yes. Um, Do I get assist in any way since you, I, I threw the iPad at him or the the pad at him? <laughs> and also, yeah. However, how would you like to assist? Uh, scan this thing, Omac. All right. So you're giving a directive. Yeah. All right. And what does the directive do? Uh, I I am not a science person, so I just threw the pad at his head and said, "Try and figure out why it's broken." <laughs> yeah. I think that the directive could basically be cashed as an as a um a value. Yeah. yeah. I think you can use it as a point of determination to give him an auto crit. Or you actually you would have to cash it in, Phil, as that if you'd like to get an auto crit. Let me tell you the difficulty and then you can decide on that. Yeah. Um so you're using your tricorder. This was already looked at by your engineer, so whatever is wrong with it, um, they did not assess just on looking at it. So this is gonna be a bit difficult. I would say this is difficulty, well, I would say this is difficulty two. Okay. It's knocked down by one because he's using a tricorder, right? Yeah, it would have been difficulty three. And uh, I mean, I, I, I feel pretty, I've been rolling pretty good guys. I don't think I have to burn a value. So okay, uh, but do you wanna take an extra momentum for another die? Yes, actually, I have uh, I have cautious science when using science skills. Whenever you buy, a, you, you can basically buy a, a d twenty uh, with momentum, of course. Okay, great, do that. And and you get uh, you get something else with that cautious, right? You buy it because you buy the d twenty. Do you just get the d twenty for free? It says when you use the momentum, and then you you can reroll one die. It's the reroll. Okay, great. Right. So yeah. I'm gonna burn one, guys, and then I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna roll. Okay, Let's great. Okay. Yep. So uh, difficulty two, so, two. Uh, reason science. Reason science. Okay. Okay. Two successes, and I got one more. Right. You are You're rolling well tonight. I'm rolling today, guys. This is very not. Hey. <laughs> I got another one. 
Wow. Hey, I, didn't, I didn't help at all. I just watched and said, good job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> good job. Moral support. Appreciate it. So bank that extra momentum. Cool. And so, yeah, you take out your tricorder, you scan this pad. And similar to when you scan the ship, you do notice that this, um, it does seem a bit run down. It's a, a couple of versions older than what you have on your ship. And it's you assess from your role that this pad just kind of like was Fritz. It, someone probably tried to delete things or tried to like mess with the inner programming and kind of fritzed it. But and it didn't have anything to do with the marble. So you get your free momentum spend for that extra uh, studious question. And no, it doesn't seem to have anything to do with the, the mineral, the material. Do I know what caused it to fritz out? Or am I just not that good? Like, is this a question that I would have to ask of Dewa to help me? It's no, yeah, I would say even just from that first role, yeah, you. it seems like someone tried to either delete things from the program or from its memory, and they just messed it up beyond it actually being able to work properly. So it's kind of a coding problem. Okay, so I was under the impression that I was trying to figure out if the marble was interfering with all of our pads, like with but it's just this specific one that's been yeah. passed around. And if you, just, if you look at your own pad, you see that it's functioning fine. Okay. Same with your tricorder, you know, your comms all seem to be working as well. So it was hacked. Essentially. Okay. Are Pock and Degore still here? Um, Pock has left. But Dagor is still here. Dagor, tell me, how are you running things here with equipment that is this faulty and this outdated? Mining operations don't really need that much in terms of new technology. You take the ore out, you put it on little carts, you process it, and then you send it away. And how long have you been here, Dagor? I've been here for two months now. Two months. And they mm -hmm. sent you here with this sort of technology? You have nothing newer on your ship with which to run everything for your second in command? You know, I'm starting to not really appreciate this line of questioning, Commander. And I don't appreciate the incompetency of this mission that I'm seeing here. I was sent here Dvorsev to see how the mining operations were so I could report back to KDF and I'm not finding anything. Well, maybe report. you should report back that you don't like what you see. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. I'd still like to poke around a little bit. You don't mind, Agor. A little Do what you will. I don't think you need me here to let you poke around. You're going to do what you want anyway. Commander, Commander. Gore. 
Oh. Oh, are you going to say he something? to turn away. Oh, Mac, do you want to say something? Yes. Uh, how deep does this mine go? He turns back and he says, you're a science officer. Why don't you do a scan and find out? And he turns and walks back towards the village. I uh, I continue walking with him. I go, Commander. What is it? I'm you already tired of your crew. Don't make me even more tired of you. You seem quite displeased to be dealing with fellow warriors of the Klingon Empire. Tell me this. Is it because you are bitter that they have treated you with such dishonor that you pass it on to us? Or are you actively hiding something from the Boku and its crew? Because if it is the former, we will stand and help you become the warriors that you are. But if it's the latter, perhaps we should take charge of the situation and deal with your dishonor. So tell me, which is it? Are you accusing me of being dishonorable? I ask if you pass merely the dishonor played upon you, or are you initiating new dishonor to us? Because either way, we can deal with that situation. And I start, and I uh, take my mechleth out. I'm hoping to now intimidate him with, uh, uh, and if I need to use my value, I will. But I'll I'll wait to see if anything. Um, so basically, I'm trying to get him to either tell us, are is he fucking with us, or it, does he actually need our help? Because if he needs our help, I want to be able. I'm in Klingon way. I'm offering it, mm-hmm. not by being like, you seem sad. We should help you. It's like, look, are you fucking with us? Is this your dishonor to us, or is this? Uh, their dishonor to you. If he sees you going for your mechleth, then you're gonna fight. He's he's gonna just fight. I will tell you that. If that's what it takes to do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this first mechleth stuff as a. I want to do it as a presence thing. Okay. All right. Um, so okay. But if he fights, we fight. Okay, so, uh, all right, so go ahead and uh, you're trying to get some truth out of him, right? Yeah. Okay. Definitely presence command. And I don't want to pile on. I don't know if this will help or hinder or be nothing, but I want to be in the background next to Omek just taking a knife and tossing it really high up in the sky and just catching it. And I'm just kind of hanging out in the background doing that while I wait for Omek to do scans. If that helps the intimidation at all. I'm not sure. Uh, can you tell me how it would help the intimidation? Yeah, just real casual with throwing throwing knives around and with good aim. That's all. Oh, so you're trying to just show off your knife skills? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, you can, uh, you can do that as an assist. Okay, great. That's what I'm doing. I'll, I'll assist you in intimidation. Great. Okay. Um, what's the difficulty here? Okay. So uh, to try to get truths out of this person, it's going to be pretty difficult. I'm going to say difficulty four. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think it's actually going to be even harder than that. I think it's difficulty five. Okay. You have an assist from your commander. 
I have an assist. Uh, if it's difficulty five, I will use my value. Words and weapons are best used in concert to get your way. Mm -hmm. uh, my focuses include both persuasion and composure. I don't know if you want to use either of those to accept, take either of those as a focus. I think persuasion. It's Klingon style persuasion. Because <laughs> I basically gave him an out in there. I wasn't like, die where you stand. I was like, whose dishonor is this? Um, uh, and then I'll use a momentum for an extra die. Okay. All right. Come on, give me a Philip roll. What thing are we rolling? What things are we rolling? Oh, so uh, you're, uh, Quincy, you're rolling presence command. And am I rolling the same? Uh, yeah, let's keep it simple. You'll roll the same. Although you could, um, I would say actually roll daring medicine because you're using your knife skills and you use medicine for your knife skills, right? <coughs> Uh, yeah, I, either way, I got one success. Okay, all right. Quincy? I got three successes. They're all in the line, because I got two 15s and a 16, but those are just inside my uh, my presence command. Okay, um, so that's three the, that you rolled. Plus the two that come with uh, value burn. Mm -hmm. So that's six total? If, okay. If, if, uh, Jay gave me one, right? Yep. So... so Bank of momentum, I hope. Bank that extra momentum. So uh, you say this to him, giving him this kind of either or, what is going on with you? And he, his hand goes to his mechleth as well. And he says, I respect you being direct with me. I don't need your help. And he turns and keeps walking back towards the village. He almost walks right into me. <sighs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <sighs> he just kind of like flips his hand at you and keeps walking past you. <clears throat> he hey, glances. what are you doing? He rubs his face and looks at you, Ramyan. You are about to kill someone. If it came down to it, I had to. It's a lesson I've learned. Why? What is your purpose here if not to help these people with the mine? We wanted to help, and yet the whole time this commander sneered and made faces as if ungrateful that a fellow warrior, fellow warriors, were here to help him. What do you know of this mine? What do we know of this mine, Omek? Because so far we've come to find very little and no assistance from their crew. From your crew, it seems. He raises his hand and says, Perhaps you should come back to my place before you answer this. Let us talk. It seems you are the most reasonable one on that from that ship. Hmm. Come, come. Okay. All, all of you, come. Wait, uh, Elise, I have a quick question. Are there any yeah. little animals on this planet? <laughs> um, if you, yeah, if you were to take a look, you would probably see some. They have some types of rodents that would be immediate, more immediately seen than other types of animals. 
Okay, cool. Just just curious. Thank you. <laughs> we Gotta are the animal situation. A dog is a Pokemon master. <laughs> Gotta catch Ooh. them all. Uh, or worse yet, in TOS, there is a whole superpower oh. being that collected everything, sort of a meta Pokemon master. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, um. so we're actually gonna uh, cut back over to Dua and Kotar and Lieutenant Polk on the ship. You get beamed up to the ship straight to engineering. And looking around, this is a bird of prey. It is about the same size as your ship. Again, it's a couple of versions older, the tech in there. Um, and you start to take a look around. What a hunk of junk. Surprised this thing is still in the sky. Lieutenant Polk says, Perhaps you are more uh, oriented towards newer technology, but we get by with what we need. You can do better than get by. I will help you. All right. Well, what do you think? What needs uh, helping with? Yeah, can I like start running some scans and diagnostics and stuff to see, yep, to, yep. Assess, to assess the health of the ship? Mm-hmm. I'm also a doctor, but for ships. <laughs> okay, so I have plenty of focuses for this. Great. Uh, well, so for diagnostic, let's do insight engineering. Okay. And I'll have you do a roll for each system that you'd like to check. So. Okay. Yeah. Engineering, uh, yeah. Energy I... communication. It could be systems maintenance or troubleshooting or investigation. Power systems. Yeah. If you, focuses, so. if you want to do systems maintenance, then it could, yeah, it could definitely be like just a general assessment on all of the systems of the ship. Okay. Uh, all right. The difficulty again? Difficulty is going to be two. Okay. Uh, may I buy a die? Cool. Thank you. Here we go. Hacha. Hacha. Uh, okay. Uh, that's that's going to be two successes. Okay. So you step over to a control panel in the engineering room. And from your work on other ships before the Borku, you actually are familiar with this particular version of, of the ship tech. And you're able to pull up a diagnostic report on all of the systems. You see that they're all running not at not at optimal levels. You see that there are certain systems that they haven't run diagnostics on in a long time, um, years really. You see that the warp core is functioning probably at about, that's the only thing that seems to have been maintained more regularly because the warp and also the impulse have been um, functioning at around 80 to 85%. Still not optimal, but still functioning. Um, the weapons are all maintained great. Everything else is kind of just every once in a while they do a tune-up on it. Has nobody taught you that you must love every part of your ship? 
not just the stuff that destroys things and gets you places. Poke says, I guess not. No one has taught us that. Well, it is time that you learned. And they're going to start barking orders to like Bex to start like pulling relays to like start rerouting stuff and like, you know, mm -hmm. basically, basically performing some surgery on this here ship here. Yeah. If that we... turns into an extended task. I'm cool with it. Yeah, that sounds good. We will make that an extended task. Um, now let's, uh, so narratively, we'll just say, uh, we'll come back to this, but uh, we kind of have a hearkening back to earlier in this episode with you in your own engineering room, barking out orders with your second in command at your side. So on that image, we cut back over to planet side, the coast. Standing inside your hut with your visitors. Mm -hmm. He's pouring a tall glass of uh, some kind of concoction that smells like it has some... It smells like an alcohol drink. Has that sort of like Bernie smell to it. And as he fills up all the mugs and passes the mountains, just, mm, sits down. This place is like very spartan even for a klingon there's a bed there's a couple of changes of clothes there is a mechleth on the wall and uh that's it a couple of low-grade medical equipment but beside from that like that's it and the bed is basically a shelf built out of the wall no pillow or anything just like a klingon's bed and uh he sits down at this table which is the only piece of furniture in the entire place um and says so you uh, have no idea what this mine is or why you have been sent here to help. Is that correct? Yes. No idea what's happening whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> do you know what's happening here? Yes, I know what's happening here. I did then not please. know if I could trust you until I heard you getting ready to kill one another outside. <laughs> It is as Klingons do, apparently. <laughs> you Death sound like you just discovered what it is to be Klingon. <laughs> Indeed. Ah, death reveals all truths, does it not? Dakoth. I would not know I have yet to die. <laughs> but it is something to be said for the Klingon who wastes their life. It is possible to die long before your body sleeps. I would know. And he passes you a mug and says, so. Who sent you here then? Commander, perhaps that is your question to answer first. I was given a command to come here to investigate from KDF itself. Why we were sent here, I do not know. But things are not as they appear on the surface. I find it hard to trust. Young men are often full of hot air and long words. And I do not trust easily. 
It sounds to me like you know exactly what is happening here. You just haven't been able to get the details yet, but your instinct is correct. Dakoth, something I've been trying to figure out in my time here is who is actually on this planet. Perhaps you can help me answer a question of mine. Very well. Ask your question. I am looking for someone named Tereth. I thought that if I could figure out the crew complement on this planet, I would be able to figure out which Klingon this is, but their commander has not been the most cooperative in this endeavor, and I did not want to play my hand. Who told you to look for Tereth? A friend. A friend in the High Council. In the High Council? He leans back now, like, like interest on his face, and says, Would this be Ra'al? Uh, Ra'amyan leaks out a smirk. So you know (laughs) Ra'al. I delivered Ra'al into this world. Yes, I know Tereth of the House of Sempish. He died when he was in his 20s. He was a KDF officer, a proud one with a promising career. 28 years old, his fifth year in the KDF. He experienced a transporter malfunction. They were not quite as rare back then as they are now. He developed what was known as transporter psychosis. Something that does not happen today. But the multiplex pattern buffers that they use on transporter systems now did not exist yet. Not a warrior's end. He did not die. Not of that. He died when the KDF refused him treatment for the mental illness that he began to acquire from the transporter psychosis. He was thrown out of the KDF after he began to develop symptoms. And upon this disgrace, his house threw him out. And he was left to die. He had to find a new way to live. Such is the stigma against warriors of the KDF. They do not see the wounds we carry inside. And they see it as weakness. But Kalis himself reminds us that the greatest battles we ever face are the ones with ourselves on the inside. And so, upon the realization of these things, Tereth found a new purpose in life. The young Klingon died, and Dekoth was born.
I raised <clears throat> I raised the whatever cup we have. I say to the death of an honored warrior and to the rebirth of another. He raises his mug and nods and takes a long sip and so <clears throat> mutual friend of the Klingon High Council has sent you here. The Ikeas Raga is filled with Ptah in filth. They sully the name of the Klingon Empire. They do not represent the KDF or its values. Everything your instincts have told you is correct about these fools. And the topa of a commander will treat you like a fool until you finally leave. There is no conquest or glory here. It is why I have forsaken the IKS Raga. No longer do I count myself among them, though very little use did I have with them. So, what will you do? If I were to tell you that these pathetic excuses for Klingons were simply using the materials in this mine for personal gain and not for the glory of the Empire. That would be a great dishonor of their duties indeed. I, at hearing this, I will spit on the ground and just say, those who would dishonor the names of Klingon for self-gain? If he treats me as a fool, I will play the fool to discern what I can and play this game. But this is nothing that I take pleasure in. We have nothing to fear, Commander. What Dakoth has told us has enlightened us. We are not dealing with a Klingon commander, a warrior of the KDF of the Empire. We are dealing with a Ferengi trader running his mining operation so that he may profit in war. I believe that is one of their rules of acquisition. Not the honor of a Klingon warrior. I am reminded how young you all are each time you speak. <laughs> you will find that this is not unusual. There are many Klingon houses who would throw the word honor around with ease. They will use the word glory to hide their ambitions. That will use cunning and ambition to replace any idealism, to follow the good of the glory of the empire has been the excuse for many dishonorable deeds. This is just another. 
How many times have you heard a warrior say they were merely following orders? Hmm. I have spoken to many a Beck over my years, especially when I started listening. After my experiences, I began to realize how vulnerable Klingons truly are and how Klingons mistake vulnerability for weakness. Many Beck, more than would admit, have told me of the terrible weight they bear for the very reasons you have described, following orders. They attach themselves to commanders who speak loudly of glory, thinking that they will be led to that path, that Stovall Corps will await them on the other side of this tour of duty underneath this ambitious commander. And each time that Beck looks over their shoulders and asks themselves, how much of my honor has been stained for the ambitions of this one commander? <laughs> Too many times has it happened. Very few who sit in the center chair are worthy of it. And these Klingons do not belong here. They are wasting the resources of the Klingon empire and doing it for the gain of their own house. And what's worse, they are causing unnecessary pain to these people to get what they want. Pain? It's shameful. What mean you by pain? This is not a planet of conquest. This is a strip mine. They wish to take the resources and move on, but they would use the glory of conquest as an excuse to take what they want. But no, I promise you, the materials coming from that mine are going straight to the black market. I cannot prove it, but I know this to be true. Is there someone to whom Dagor answers to? Mm. When it comes to politics, I cannot help you. And I have no love for the KDF. But if you wanted my suggestion, Commander, I would say settle this the Klingon way. Remember, you do not need proof. All you need to do is believe in your heart. Then tell this commander who they are. Explain it to Dagor. And if Dagor is truly a Klingon, then he will kill you. Or he will die trying. And that is how you will prove yourself How many under his command have come to you with these troubles, Takoth? I will not say, but enough. For once we defeat their commander, and that is my suggested route of action as well, 
Any honorable warrior still on that ship? Still in this mining operation? Deserves the honor and respect of being with a ship that will take them to glory and battle. And honor the principles on which we fight. I cannot promise that they will get what they want. But at least it is a campaign worth fighting for. Instead of being stuck on this backwater planet mining mineral for profit. Hmm. What is honor? A question not enough Klingons actually take the time to ask themselves. I tell you this, when you are judged after your death, you will learn that the only one who can truly bring you honor is yourself. Thank you for your words, Dukov. And what of you, Dukov? Do you wish to stay here? Or do you wish to come back with us once we settle this deed with Dagor? I will go where destiny or fate will take me, but I will no longer stand by why they sully the name of the Klingon Empire. I have my wounds, and I have no love for the KDF and for what it is to me and warriors like me, warriors that could very well be you one day. But perhaps that is how we make change. So, if you would have me, Perhaps I would consider. I want no rank. I am not a soldier. I never will be again. I am a spiritual warrior and a follower of the teachings of Kalos. And a decent doctor. And I know how to make Good drink. Mm, drink. Mm. Oh. And takes another long, long pull. Mm. Mm. And it's awful. Mm. <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> I believe our engineer, Dewa, will appreciate this. For they will find much use in eliminating corrosion on our power cells. This is a powerful drink indeed. Mm. I respect you, Dukov. And so, we shall return. But Good please, day. I hope you have a glass of this waiting for me when I come back. And if not, then I will see you in Stovall Court. I am old enough. I will be there soon enough. Kapla to us both. Kapla. Kapla, Commander. And with that Kapla, we 
cut back over to the IKS Raga. Duar, you have been commanding and sending Bex left and right to do your bidding. We are going to do this as an extended task. So, here's. I don't know how much momentum we have. Okay. But that is okay. I have it a talent like that will help me. Okay, yeah. It looks like there's just one in your pool of momentum. Do we have to lose that between scenes, though? And, well, we've been flipping back and forth. Okay. So I'll say, well, we did transition to the hut. It's okay so, yeah. if, if, if we don't have any minutes. I will do my best okay. to generate some. And okay. this is a, and you're trying to fix this ship? Is that what's happening right now? Trying to just make it a bit more optimal. It is, it is running at suboptimal levels. Trying to get it back up to scratch. Yeah. Are we out of communication at this point? No, you're, you can try to communicate with them. So is this happening while we were still talking with Dukoth? Like, are we, do we rewind a bit? Um, well, Dua has started the work. We're going to do the mechanics of it now, but they will have started the work on it. So mm -hmm. if you'd like to communicate with them, you absolutely can. Uh, it, this is a private message. Right. This Whatever you need message. it to be. What, however you need it to be. Uh, I'd like to send a private message to Dewa saying, uh, disable the ship. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Thank you. Feel free to have uh, Kotar take the lead on engineering. <laughs> <laughs> we are fixing things. Nothing to look at here. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. As he just starts pulling the entire warp core out of the needs <laughs> <laughs> replacement. Regular. It is the logical thing to do. Very logical over here. This warp core insulted my honor. <laughs> um, then, okay. Yeah, I, I think I think that uh, I think that they are going. What they're going to have to do is basically give the backs on the engineering crew like legitimate orders mm -hmm. but basically sabotage them every step of the way and then maybe they like hint to Kotar that like he should be helpful um and assist the Bex with their with their tasks you have me to assist in engineering mm. yes um, I would like for you to be uh very hands-on and handle things with the utmost care. Lieutenant, I'm a security officer. With the utmost care. Okay. Yes. <laughs> with the utmost care. You, With all the strength that you can muster. Oh, yes. And he's going to walk over to a panel and just rip it off. Perfect. This is necessary because some Becks now have turned and looked at him. This is a necessary repair. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So here's the extended task. The difficulty is going to be four, which you can then reduce as you have successes. The magnitude, the number of breakthroughs you have will also be four. Or you will need. 
Resistance is one. So that means um, after you have successes and you roll your challenge dice to um, see how much you take off the work track, you're going to subtract one. Yeah, But I can spend a momentum to pierce and get Great. the resistance. There you go. And you have a way of generating momentum, you said. Uh, I have a talent untapped potential. Aha, look at that. So whenever I succeed in a task for which I've bought momentum, I can gain bonus momentum equal to whatever I roll on my die, maybe right. six. Fantastic. So first I have to get momentum so that I can spend momentum. Okay, great. Uh, and to clarify, this is an extended task to disable the ship, right? Well, now, yeah, we're changing it. Okay, <laughs> Clarifying. Yeah, that is, uh, I'm glad you made that communication before we started this because yes, now this extended task is fix the ship a little bit so they think you're still helping, but also disable the ship. Oh, all right, this should be interesting because okay. I already burned my determination. So getting four successes is going to be next to impossible unless I crit. Okay, and so, so you're uh, you're going to be rolling for all of this control and engineering. Uh, control and engineering. Yeah, I, yeah, control and engineering. Which is an interesting thought of what do we want to want to fail at here if it's repetitive? I mean, it's basically sabotage just enough systems so that even the warp core goes offline, probably. Uh, I have warp field dynamics as one of my focuses. I leave it to you all. All right. I'm gonna sit on the side and just cheer you on planet side i'm also a solid directors here i'm also a maintenance specialist let me see what that skill does because that might give me an extra die is it maintenance specialist whenever they are required to perform maintenance i can reduce the difficulty by one okay and Great. have the time required to complete the task cool okay so now it's a difficulty three check instead of a difficulty four because I Great. am maintenance special. I also have another talent here. Hold on. Sorry. I all these talents. Just trying to figure out. I don't know if skills. This helps. I think though, I can. But I feel like wrecking a ship is way easier than fixing a ship. I'm just I'm just picturing I'm just picturing Chris's character like Casey Jones in the Ninja Turtle movie, just going, whoops, and just like <laughs> pulling a lever and just <laughs> destroying everything in the engine room. Okay. So I also have technical expertise, which means whenever I attempt a task assisted by the ship's computers or sensors, I can reroll a D20. Am I technically being assisted by this, this ship's computers? Yeah, for, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say so. Cool. And Kotar's assisting too, right? Not with these extended tasks. Assisting. Yeah, I mean, all right. I think in, in, in story, he's just running uh, interference. So yes. when people are like, are you actually helping? Like, we are very much helping. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here I go, here I go. Oh man, this is a rough first roll here. Uh, I'm so glad I can reroll. That would have been really bad, y'all. Uh. Okay, I got three successes. All right. Okay, so now you're going to roll. You have two more rolls within this breakthrough. Uh, your untapped potential roll and then your challenge dice to see how many you knock off the work track. 
Okay. Right. I don't think I get to do the untapped potential because I have to buy momentum in order to be able to do that. You, uh, sorry, can you say that again? I don't think I get to use untapped potential this time because I didn't oh, spend a momentum to buy gotcha. that. Okay, got um, it. So I don't have anything to do piercing either. So I, I now am rolling my challenge die in order to determine uh, how much work I do on the work track, correct? Yes. Right. And the challenge die is my engineering score plus three? Uh, two. Two? Okay. Mm -hmm. Six. All right. Here we go. And I cannot do a pierce. Okay. Uh, crap. I forgot what any of this means. I have two ones, which I what two ones mean oh i didn't tell you what how much the stress check was oh sorry yeah uh so your stress it's a track... resistance of one yeah oh sorry yes, resistance ahead. of one yeah but the work track is how many um i told you the magnitude which is four uh the stress track is 10 10 okay um, well, I have completely forgotten how to interpret these die. I believe the five is an is an effect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so five and six are one with an effect. One with an effect. Although uh, I don't know if threes effect. don't threes don't count. One three and, and four two. don't count. Yeah, three and four is it? So count. ones and are ones, twos are twos, three, three and fours seven. don't count. Five and sixes are effects. Okay. Cool. Cool. What are so, in the context of a thing like this? What's I don't that? Think. Uh, let's see. I have five successes. Five successes. One of them is also an effect. Okay. Well, let's. We can. Uh, it doesn't say here whether or not the effects actually. I don't see it here what they do, but we can narratively say we can add some flavor of uh, the Becks are believing the work that you're doing. You're convincing more and more Becks that you're not just kind of coming here and messing stuff up. So I think that uh, because of the resistance, I only push four of that through. Is that correct? Yes. Five okay. minus one resistance. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So 10 minus four. So now you have six left. Cool. Um, and to answer your question, Lisa, for the most part, effects on these rolls don't really, they just add okay. an effect. You just counts as one on yeah. like, hitting up the work track. So as soon as you hit five, you get a breakthrough. Okay. So you're one away yeah. from a breakthrough. Cool. As soon as you hit five successes, or so five if you roll, if you if you roll five successes, you automatically get a breakthrough. Got when it. you fill up the work track, you get a breakthrough. I got very close, but not quite. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, you can burn momentum to like subtract two resistance from from the give it piercing. So you subtract two resistance from the if there is any. Yeah. Or the you can do it. You can do additional work by spending momentum to gain like extra work done basically okay so i'm gonna i i think the other the other way i can buy die is if i spend a threat which also counts towards untapped potential correct i can give elisa threat in order to buy a die yes you can always you can always give the gm some threat to get so basically to treat it like a momentum spend i mean why not let's let the the, the gm well, have that's what i'm too. saying I'm so I will give you a threat so Thank that I can you. buy a die so that I can use untapped potential on this roll if I succeed. 
Uh, For a Klingon game, we don't spend a lot of threat normally. We should, yeah. I mean, we should do more of that. Anyways, here we go. Uh, still got maintenance specialist and technical expertise going here. Do do do. And is it, so difficulty is back down to three because yes. of those. All right. Uh, let's see. And I rolled. Uh, I rolled. Yep, I rolled three successes again. All right. Um, and because I spent momentum, I can roll my d6 to generate bonus momentum. I rolled a three. So, yes, I believe that means we get three extra momentum. All right. Uh, so we have three momentum. I'm going to spend one of them for piercing to get rid of the resistance. And then right. I'm going to roll my challenge die. I think this is like only the second extended task I've ever done. So this is very exciting for me. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight successes. Woo! And no resistance. Two effects. Yeah. And no resistance. So yeah. <laughs> so you just blew through the rest of the work track. I did. Because you only had six left. It was a really good roll. It was three twos and three sixes. <laughs> Repair yeah. successfully failed. Did you explode the ship yet? Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm working on it, Commander. <laughs> oh, oh, please, can I do the Scotty noise from Star Trek 3 when they try to do shit later? <laughs> It's it's like a it's like a cartoon like <laughs> oh yes uh yeah so you have had a successful extended task blew through that second uh that last half of the work track and so yes yeah, so the result is that you repaired some systems but then you tinkered enough with the warp core in a way that they didn't notice and when they try to put it back online it's not gonna work um yeah. And at that point, I will look over to Kotar and say, the ship is yours. All right. What do I, what do, I do with it? <laughs> Commandeer it for the glory of the Klingon Empire and the Ekias Borku. Oh, word? Word. Okay. We are now in command of this ship. Everyone must listen to us. We are your new senior officers. And Lieutenant Polk says... I, I, I don't think so. And Kotar says, well, that's what's happening here. According to my commanding officer, we are now in, in command of this ship. And Polk says, you're going to have to get through me to do that. And she pulls out her mechleth. That should not be a problem. Oh no, whatever will Kotar do? <laughs> and we're going to cut back over mm. to planet side um quick like retro yes as as we're wrapping up our meeting and and the commander's getting ready to head out um i'm gonna use a talent mm -hmm. that i've been wanting to use it's called no joke this is from the science division source book that you can find the uss sally right in um this is called positive reinforcement uh, so once permission, I can make a presence plus medicine check at difficulty three 
But if I succeed, I get to create a personal advantage for the person that I'm talking to. And for the rest of the mission, without having to burn a determination, you get one free reroll. But I have to succeed on this difficulty three check. Okay. Oh, snap. Is that for so, me? Yeah, that's for you. Because I'm assuming you're about to get into a life or death situation here. Absolutely. So, um, Jay, did you I'm, already use your uh, value earlier? I have I not burned a value yet. Oh, I think she did. Yes. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. So I'm going to use one of my values. Um, I'm going, I'm going to choose, I'm, my value is going to be choosing to live as its own type of courage. Hmm. And Azrael leaving, he puts his hand on your shoulder and says, glory in battle. All the things we were taught, what it is to be Klingon. These things are important, yes, but just remember what it all truly comes down to before even the empire out here in the void beyond the skies of Konos. What really matters is your crew. They are your responsibility. <coughs> They depend on you. Use their strength. Today, fight for them and the Ikeas Borku. And I'm going to use, I'm going to make my roll. And I'm going to call upon that value. And this is a presence medicine. medicine. Okay. Do we have any extra momentum? <clears throat> We, we have, have three, three right now. We have three momentum. I'll burn one momentum if you're cool with giving me an extra die. Absolutely. Okay. Burning one is always statistically <clears throat> useful. All right. So my presence is 10. My medicine is four. So I need a 14 or better. I roll an eight, a 14, and a 16. So I get two successes off of that. Plus, I had two successes from the momentum from the determination spend, so you actually gain one momentum, and you have now been positively reinforced. You get a free roll reroll for the rest of the mission. Yeah. <clears throat> reroll on everything, or just one? Just re one, one reroll. One right? thing. You get to pick what it is. It's one thing. I also get to create a personal advantage for you. So I'm going to create the personal advantage self-assured, and it's up to Eliza how she wants to. Uh, how to initiate that be it like lowering the difficulty on resisting being intimidated or whatever the heck but uh for the for the rest of this mission you are feeling confidence and you can do a reroll awesome thank you so <coughs> much i i bid you farewell to cough till we meet again commander perhaps soon enough should this go well we shall see. Yeah, and as I leave, I do a very complicated curtsy and bow, 
because in my heart, without saying it out loud, I think he's so old. <laughs> he is 114. He nods to you and says, hmm, and goes back to his cup as he slams the door behind him just abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So where are you all headed next? Uh, I'm going to wherever Dagor is, and I'm going to challenge him to battle immediately. <laughs> okay. Um, I yeah. accompany, and uh, I won't say it yet. I don't want to give Dagor the the forewarning, but once that challenge is issued, I'm I want to make sure. Uh, I'll Omek. Uh, once a commander has initiated her duel, let us make sure that every Klingon around can witness. The commander fall to ours. There will be no doubt who is the victor this day. All right. Do we know where Dagor is, or are we just going to run around and I can just yell his name? So when you were get, getting the tour through uh, the town and at the beginning of the mine, he, he said he was going back home, right? Yeah. Well, he was walking back towards the village, so that could be mm -hmm. either his hut or the long hut that you saw, you know, people congregating in. Okay. I think he said he was going back towards his hut, so I'm going to try and go there first mm -hmm. and bang on his door and say, Dagor! Come! Okay, so before you, um, as you're walking up to the hut, before you get to the front door, I'm guessing the rest of the crew has followed behind you? Yeah. Um, you remember exactly which hut it was that he pointed out, and as you're approaching it, you see about a dozen warriors standing outside it. The door is open. There are, are a few people inside. You could hear talking, uh, loud talking as you approach. And the warriors turn and look at you. They do not look friendly. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of them uh, says, Commander, visitors. And Dagor steps outside already has his mechleth in hand and says so I didn't have to hunt you down you came right to my door oh you don't have to hunt me down I'm always here and ready for a fight and let me know if I can do this Eliza but if there's all these little rodents and creatures running around this planet I want to take a knife and like hit one of them that's like around him if that's possible if you have two momentum to spend you can spend it to create that rodent and then i would have you roll for your knives to see if you hit it it's like, i, I want to do it but i don't want to waste momentum doing this uh well uh with you two stand facing off with your respective crews behind you he continues and he says Something tells me that only one of us is going to be leaving Borseth, and it will be feet first. But I want you to know this. Whatever happens between you and I and our blades, the future does not look promising for you. And he points up to the sky. And you follow where he's pointing to. You see two ships in orbit that weren't there before. Two Klingon 
battle cruisers unmarked and back on the ship actually we'll wait for chris to play that out and we'll end our session here ah dang this is fun Wait, does that mean we don't get the thing that Eric gave us? Everything's okay. It's oh, all you, okay. No, that's till the end of mission. Yeah, yeah, you'll right. still have it. Yeah. Yeah, no, she gets to keep that until the mission is complete. Okay. Good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Eric Campbell. Thank yeah. you. This is a lot of fun. Oh my goodness. I, I really like this dude. I want to oh. make a joke you like. Perhaps we shall see what the ship every so often as it comes up. Yeah. Perhaps at the rate that a, a bartender shows up on a Federation yeah. flagship or that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is he our guy Yeah. <laughs> Becomes the bartender and the doctor. He's our Klingon guy Ship surgeon and the and the doctor. <laughs> Very excited. Come to He's counseling. Like He's like Pike's original uh, doctor, who's just like a guy who made him cocktails in the mm -hmm. pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it won't be insane if you're just like a monthly guest, right? Once a month is not crazy. I mean, yeah. Um, you think that you. that's every episode, Jade? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. Um, thank you so much, Eric, for coming to play with us. This has been Thanks. such this a treat. And, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you to my cast. You all are amazing as always. Uh, thank you everyone who's watching. Thank you mods for doing your amazing work. Thank you, Jake, for you producing the heck out of this show. And uh, we'll be back a month from now. I always forget to check the date, but the last Monday of September. Ooh, it'll be the 28th. The 28th, thank you. Hey, yo. We'll be back September 28th. Um, Sorry, 27th. 27th, the last Monday 27th, 27th. of September. The 27th. And uh, thank you. Take care and die well. Die well. <laughs> <laughs>